I've got too many tabs open looking up different things. <laughs> Give me one moment to like organize myself. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Double Issue. Double, 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 double. Issue, 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 issue. I'm Quentin Pongratz. I'm Daniel. Cool. And together we are Issue, Issue. Oh, I forgot that you wanted to make the original name Issue, Issue on some of our social media things. That's a Issue X2. That's what I'm going to change our Twitter name to right now. Issue X2. X-Men United. Issue x3 last stand when i said uh x-men united i was like i'm not sure if that's the second or third one but once you said the last stand i was like that's definitely the third one so i got it right yeah because i think the first one is just x-men this should this should be right uh, i enjoyed those movies when they first came out and i think they really speak to mike young teenage daniel of that time but like looking back i don't think any of them are great necessarily but man i still love uh first class yeah first class is pretty good i still wish it was katie pride instead of wolverine but I still have oh a lot of you mean days of the future past oh shoot yeah 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 that one thought mm-hmm. that one's pretty good I'm just got to watch him again both of those are good apocalypse yeah. is terrible <laughs> <laughs> man i don't know how you could cut an entire hour out of a movie and it still be better but that was a movie that could have lost an hour and been fine. I'm just thinking about all the things that were so bad about that one. In fact, I think the like only good thing was a couple of scenes with Quicksilver, which was kind of a theme in those anyway. But yeah, and it was kind of the same scene. Yeah, no, every time. again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's been a little wonky lately. But how we used to record is we do a story episode and a world building episode on the same day of recording yeah so we never had little bits or anything or what have you been doing this week on our world builds uh, that's true because usually we just have a guest too yeah man what have i been doing i've been watching adventure time i've been writing a little bit for a game project and then i've been prepping a little bit for another podcast that we're thinking about starting up called chapter chaps yeah i got my my books today for Wayside School. Wayside School, yeah. Yeah. I was listening to an Animorphs podcast today called Phanomorphs, and they called it, what was it, or they illustrated that the books kind of follow Marvel rules, where every single book in the Animorphs series is somebody's first book, kind of the mm. way Stanley does his comic book series. Mm. And I thought that was interesting. Okay. It's not what we do on this show. No, not at all. <laughs> we didn't explain the show oh yeah so chapter chaps we're gonna oh, read no, a sec- this show <laughs> oh right <laughs> we didn't explain this show <laughs> on this show we're writing a fictional universe together and we're telling stories some weeks and then we're doing world building discussions the next week usually and this is a world building episode yeah and our big focus right now is superheroes. 
Yeah. This one's going to rely, hit pretty heavily on stuff we've made in previous ones. So this might not be the best one to start out on if you are just starting out. Oh, wait, what if... I mean, this is a recap episode. I mean, it kind of can be, but yeah, maybe maybe this one's fine. Just jump on in right here and we'll we'll give you a quick overview of every character. Yeah. So I guess hang on to your butts. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Little bits. Do 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 little bits. Daniel's little bits. I meant to ask you beforehand if you want to talk about some of the stuff Josh talked about. Because we didn't, oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't exactly address some of that in the episode. Yeah. Well, when we recorded the last story episode, I hadn't necessarily finished my story all the way. Yeah. So we got some text back and forth between Quentin, his roommate Josh, and I. Where we're I, I was just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. But I had brought up similar points in our yeah. pre-episode discussion. Which made me consider that maybe I needed to address them here anyway. So, in the last story, we had Michonne and the Centauris on a spaceship. And they're in these pod things for hibernation that we called cryo chambers. And Josh brought up the point. is like, well, I thought their superpower was that they could survive in a regenerative sleep for a long period. So, to lift back the curtain a little bit i was kind of going under the assumption that someone wouldn't have read the other stories so i wanted to be clear like what these things are doing what their purpose is but then my second thought was even if the centauri can survive in space they still need food and water at some point some sort of calorie and then they couldn't like guide themselves if they're asleep so my thought was the pod acts as just extra armor protection and it's got like their survival gear, like the most basic survival gear inside of it. So can each pod, like if there's a a wreck or something, can each pod be its own little thing? Yeah, I think each one would be able to survive by itself. And then the other thing was it's supplying drugs to them, either to help them stay asleep for longer periods than they could naturally go, or to wake them up suddenly. Or both. Yeah. Because I think just how it how it reads in the story itself, it takes away some of the specialness of of the Centauri. Yeah. But I do see why they would have some of those. Because I thought it'd be weird if they were just like, like how otters just hold hands to sleep. Like if you just saw this giant ring of Centauri holding hands flying through space. I, I, <laughs> no, like we get the need for a ship. Yeah. I just think maybe they could each have a bunk and lie down but yeah but maybe if they like maybe if these each of these pods can be like a a, like a life vest almost yeah and then like there's the the crew management of waking people and such like that when you reach the destination and stuff like that yeah so what's the other thing and maybe in a normal trip it wakes them periodically just so they can check up on things but in this one it wouldn't because this is a ghost ship yeah did I interrupt you? There was the pods. I think I was done. Because we covered the 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 royal family being kind of a lesser royal family in a conglomeration instead of like instead of a one v one as how yeah. I originally envisioned it. I did have a second thought on that. What if there's the main royal line and maybe the other group of Centauri are like 
making a power play for the throne or something. I don't know. I need to think on the idea more, but I kind of had an idea to maybe make it like more in line with our original. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could still be two and the families are much larger and, uh, which I guess they would be, but, uh, this isn't the main head family or whatever. Yeah. This family is a few cousins over or something. But they could still be in charge of, like, a system, like a solar system somewhere or something like that. Like, still be important. Yeah, they're still important. They're royals. Oh, yeah. So what are we doing this week? What are we doing this week? Oh, but we're doing villains. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me close Twitter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, Twitter's dangerous. Yeah, we are creating villains. We found that we don't have a whole lot of villains. I think we have more now than whenever we first thought of this idea. But yeah, a a big part of comic books is that each hero you think of, they have their own catalog of villains. Batman's got Joker, the Riddler, the Penguin, Two-Face, Scarface and Puppet Man, Mad Hatter, an endless list. Spider-Man's got all of the animal friends, Mysterio, <laughs> Craven the Hunter. Like Shocker. It's a long list for each hero you name. And some of our heroes have a couple villains. Some of them have none. And a lot of them just share the same ones. So we thought we would go through and make at least one hero or <laughs> make at least one villain for each hero we have already created. Yeah. And so we're going to go through, I think, more or less in chronological order and try to come up with a hero for each person. Yeah. And we, we solicited some hero names from a lot of people, and we got a lot of good responses. Okay. So let us start with some of the first characters that came up, Bison and Wisp. Yeah. So... Bison is a Southwestern-styled hero who is wearing like a luchador costume, and she is a were-bison, so she turns into a big, burly were-creature. Okay. Um, Wisp? Wisp has super, trying to think of the right word, concentrated firepowers. It's sort of like... Like Johnny Torch, but, uh, you know, a teen girl. I was going to say, like, Cyclops, but it's less powerful, but it comes out of her arms and legs. Like, hand Cyclops, but, you know, a teen girl. Yeah. You know who's, like, hand Cyclops? John? Nah, that guy from uh, Pan's Labyrinth, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Itchy palms. A bison's been around for a little bit on the the beat. Yeah. So she's probably got a pretty good villain. Do you think these two as a duo have some villains? Or a villain or something. They haven't really been around together that long, so I don't know if they would have a a communal villain. Maybe Throckmorton. (laughs) Throck and Morton. Bison and Wisp. (laughs) Would it be too weird to have, like, a cowboy villain for Bison? That does seem a bit weird. Like, two on the nose? I mean, I bet Bison does have a cowboy villain. Yeah. That is very weird. But in their whole catalog of villains, I bet that is a thing. Oh, here's one. A duo team that I had as villain ideas, missed villain ideas. Dead Man and Switch. Okay. Those are related to these people. So I think Dead Man's already dead, but he's a mad bomber. And Switch switches them between dead and alive. (laughs) Dead or alive. Five. Extreme Beach Volleyball is the name of their team. (laughs) 
Or what if Switch just has a big stick? What if Switch can switch between being portable and being a home console? Oh. Let's say Switch is like in a fight with them and he pulls out a Switchblade and everyone just stops and is like, really? Really? <laughs> pulls out a butterfly knife. <laughs> oh, that's even better. <laughs> Couldn't even get a Switchblade for the branding? So I think for Bison specifically, we got to do that cowboy villain. Okay. What about uh, Wrangler? Oh, it's not bad. Is Wrangler a proper noun? Or is, I guess it's just wrangling. I think it's a like a brand name for like jeans, like your Wranglers. Okay, but it is a, a profession as well. Yeah, yeah. It's also okay, just yeah. a regular noun. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Wrangler. So, so Wrangler's just he got like a lasso as his weapon. Yeah. Or her weapon. A lasso of lies. <laughs> oh, no, I got it. Instead of a mechanical bull, it's a mechanical cowboy. <laughs> They're a robot. The robot Wrangler. Or Wrangler the robot. Or something like that. I guess they're not a robot Wrangler. They're a bison Wrangler. But <laughs> but they are a robot. And it's like, yeehaw. <laughs> yippee ki Okay, Wisp. No, I think that's pretty good. Wisp, uh, her powers are like flight and blasting. <laughs> yeah, like fire and blasting so maybe like someone that is the opposite like an ice villain or yeah definitely got an ice villain yeah what about something that's like good name wise throckmorton (laughs) (laughs) so i looked up the definition of wisp to get some ideas and they mentioned like one of the definitions is very small child like a 14 year old girl and then one of the synonyms for that was tendril Okay. What? Okay, dictionary. Tendril? That good. Like a, a slender, thread-like appendage of a climbing plant often growing in a spiral form that stretches out and twines around any suitable support. I think we found the villain. Tendril. They Also a lassoing hero or villain. I guess technically, yeah. They are like a collective consciousness plant enemy. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. maybe what Pink Eye fought in last week's story okay not for sure but possibly my multicolored hero slash villain fought tendril on the streets of the city i like that so almost a poison ivy-esque hero or villain yeah i think less uh less personified though yeah and more like uh just the monster part yeah but it's like uh like a plant swarm almost like the like a hive mind for like how they do zerg and like bugs bug aliens yeah but as like a network of plants so like the piranha plants from that musical it'll shop a horror that's the one i think a little less like okay i I really want they want they are like a collective consciousness okay so there's not like one i guess they would sometimes speak through one part I just really want to emphasize their their networkness. I, I came up with this idea because I searched tendril to look up the definition. They gave me the plant idea. And then right below there's tendril incorp tendrilinc.com. Tendril Networks Inc. Tendril or we. And I was like, there it is. <laughs> they call themselves we. Okay. Did we want to have a duo team for them also to fight? We could do like that. Like a common enemy. I mean, we could do the, the dead man and switch. I just want a little more on them. So it's a, a dead man. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, the, the dead person angle. I just wonder about what if, switch. 
<laughs> what if it's a, like a switch on their body that turned them from alive to dead, but it has its own personality? <laughs> what if they can literally like switch with you? What's that mean? So it's a Freaky Friday situation. Oh, like switch bodies. So like they switch bodies and then if you're going to fight them, you got to beat yourself up or maybe there's some situation where you can get them back into their own body. But yeah, I, don't know. I just how does that synergize with dead man? I want a little, a little bit of don't know. I mean, I like that. That switch guy. Well, what if so I was kind of thinking dead man being sort of um, almost punish punisher esque where instead of being power heavy, they're more like weapons and skill heavy. Mm-hmm. So what a switch is more like a support role then. Like they've got more gadgets and gizmos and switches and things that they can add. What, what if Switch is really into like Rube Goldberg machines? <laughs> so they build an elaborate trap. And then Dead Man's just like, let's do this. Dead Man just wants to kill them and Switch wants to kill them in the most elaborate way possible. Yeah. Do they still have that body switching power? I don't know. Or is it more like switcheroo <laughs> maybe that's a like a weird gadget they make at some point okay that seems pretty fun they they got the amazing richard to make them the switcheroo that's how they got their start they don't want the amazing richard to be making every piece of technology oh so. yeah so one of one of these people later on used to be some super scientist oh okay. you already have uh the one bug man yeah bls bug thing they're a scientist yeah. Okay. That yeah. You have Amy Dangerous next, but I believe didn't Minotaur show up first? Oh yeah. Wait, maybe I not. Switch them out. I don't know. No, no, yeah, Amy did show up first. Although who was on the intercom? Was that just dispatch or <laughs> Yeah, it's just the guy on dispatch. Okay. The dispatcher. Amy Dangerous is pseudo Superman. So she's super strong, can fly, has some other powers that haven't been well described yet like she has some matter control powers yeah she's a superman of our universe yeah but it's a little different but she's but she's a lady uh one suggestion here that i really like is the gaslighter yeah i was just looking at that one uh do you see this one just below the gaslighter you know who that has to be for right oh yes don't say it out loud <laughs> you know, oh, I you, know. <laughs> you know <laughs> i I wonder if Devin's actually read it, like listened to our podcast. I also like Audacity, eater of shows. <laughs> Someone suggested Quentin Ponegrance. That's right. Time to enter the world you've created. Yeah, thought that one was clever. You're saying the Gaslighter? I like that one. Is that good for Amy Dangerous? I think it could work. I feel like being one of the most powerful women in the world, she could find a lot of Gaslighters. Manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. Damn. So maybe they have Scarecrow-esque powers? Oh, this is like a Lex Luthor type of villain that just does a bunch of uh, PR stuff against them <laughs> that, that Amy Dangerous can't ever directly attack most of the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like Lex Luthor, Gaslighter probably has some sort of suit and can physically confront them perhaps with an actual gas or something Scarecrow-esque, <laughs> but... I think maybe their main thing is being a a kind of just media presence against Amy Dangerous. I think that's pretty good. Do you have any ideas for Minotaur? Um, so we got that one. Minotaur. Minotaur is a lady 
in a power suit who do they have like a big hammer uh, or was i imagining a big sword I think the actual, I think it's almost like they can make weapons out of like nano machines or something. So they can be different shapes and sizes. Mm. They like appear out of the air, but she has the super advanced power suit. Okay. What percentage of this are you making up right now? And what percentage have you already made up? Well, in the episode, it's like her armor would like disappear. I just got broken. What percentage? (laughs) Uh, It's like 60, 40. 60 made up. Maybe. I just want to know because I don't have everything already established for any of my characters who fought the Minotaur. That's what I was looking up. (laughs) House of Leaves. Theseus or their enemy is like Labyrinth. We already did that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There was the story of Talos, a guy made of brass who heated himself up to red hot and clasped strangers in an embrace. So that could be something. Just like hot brass guy. What if their villain Another is also the Wrangler? <laughs> <laughs> Just because she's bull? <laughs> what about Loremaster? Ooh, tell me more. He can make stories come to life. Okay. So anytime he wants to make a crime, he has to tell a story and it comes true. Oh, man, did this person also tell up Talos and... <laughs> I mean, maybe. A twofer? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Yeah, Loremaster sounds pretty cool. And I think how they almost always lose is they'll say something like, and then I defeated Minotaur, and she goes down, but then like six of her other heroes come out and just beat him up. Oh. Like, it's got to happen. He wrote in the story, but or she out-tricks him somehow otherwise. That sounds pretty cool. All right, what were your issue when you had a coloring book? The unnamed Blue Ox Man. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of went through most of his history in the podcast through the various stories. Well, and I guess his big villain was Lumberjack. For that one, yeah. Then they fought some plants. They fought some very... The Russian. Also, I don't know if they're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> right they're just kind of a bumbling person do you want to move to episode two then yeah it's a very very sad hero live long enough to become the villain okay yeah what did we create in episode two what were our stories i had the teen heroes okay havoc aster thorn and echo what'd you have the amazing richard oh so yeah. uh, a villain so i guess i don't have another hero here <laughs> Ooh. And you get on to me for morally great characters. I don't get on to you for morally great characters. Oh, I thought you had. <laughs> I don't remember a time I did that. Oh, no, I just imagined that. There was uh, an article talking about, like, maybe having all these morally great heroes has made people have more morally great morals. I don't, I don't know about that. Apparently, uh, the Amazing Richard killed, uh, killed a hero named Fireman. I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> so no no heroes on my side. Havoc, Aster, and Thorn are kind of a like a Teen Titan group for us. They're and they're all legacy heroes. So they're all like Superman Jr., Lois Lane Jr., uh, Jimmy Olsen Jr. No, it's kind of like Scrappy Doo. But yeah, Havoc is Havoc Jr. of Spell Squadrons fame. Yeah. Aster is a Centauri alien warrior. Alien, you can fly alien around. Warrior princess, right, right. And then Thorn is a plant person. We haven't explored the the previous version of Thorn that was a hero, <laughs> I guess. But well, I guess we did in a joking way in episode nine birthdays. But 
Yeah. We haven't actually explored what Thorne's previous version is. Yeah. We'll get back there. Yeah. Okay. I think perhaps... So you've got Havoc, Aster, and Thorn, and they're all on a team, and they're all yeah. teenagers. Right. I think they may not have all of their own heroes or villains. Okay. I think they're going to have to share one. They did fight one villain in that that we haven't seen the identity of yet. Yeah. I know how they're going to come back, but I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So let's imagine another not... another issue of there is someone they fight. Yeah. What if they find a, a teen version of another a villain? Just like a... Teen Richard. <laughs> oh. The Incredible Richard. This is like his teen clone. The, the Amazing Richie. Let's see if we got any names here. Sid Istic. Oh, yeah, you used Lore Master from someone's thing. Yeah, I did. You didn't use the whole... They had Lore Master Jeff. Yeah, you didn't use Lore Master Jeff. We might as well make it Lore Master Jeff. I'll put it in parentheses, his real name. No, they... Jeff. They go by Lore Master Jeff. (laughs) How about Roger? (laughs) Just Roger. The Amazing Roger. (laughs) Does that sound like something, or do you want to go in a different direction? I'm trying to think of something kind of silly, since they are a teen hero group. I mean, like, Evil Bob's pretty good. The Big Tumble. What about a mutant? He's half man, half dog. And he punches people. And he's the pugulous pug. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> Just this, this pug man that punches people. I think it's pronounced like pugilist. Well, that's probably true. Pugilist pug. Pugilist. Pugilist. Noun. Dated. Humorous. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Feeling pugnacious, Goku? That was a line from a Dragon Ball Z Kai episode, at least on the uh, subbed version. Oh. I don't remember. Maybe it was Piccolo, maybe it was Vegeta. But someone said, Feeling pugnacious, Goku? <laughs> Just kind of like feeling fighty, I guess. Yeah. Eager or quick to argue, quarrel, or fight. I mean, it could be the pugnacious pug. The pugnacious, pugilist pug. Okay, what, what, okay. Pugnacious pug. What about like bell, bellicose beagle, <laughs> contentious collie? Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like what the if? war dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good if I just put that at the beginning. And they're just, they're just like real mad dogs that want to fight. <laughs> they're all just dog mutants. It's just fight people. I mean, I think are you imagining them as like hybrids of dogs and people? Oh yeah, I'm having a total Dr. Moreau's Island thing. Because I was just imagining dogs, dogs <laughs> that can talk and want to fight you. And the thing is, they will they will like go around town like messing stuff up. But <laughs> but then the the team has like a real dilemma of we got to stop them. But I don't think we should be seen fighting dogs. So they, they first encounter this group because they're out having brunch and they see someone with a dog and they're just like, can I pet your dog? And the person doesn't answer them. So they reach over to pet the dog and they just get punched. It's like, what the hell? And then it turns out that the war dogs have human dummies that they have that like look like they're walking behind them <laughs> so they can fit in when they're not They have just wrecking stuff. They have leashes that project holograms out of the handles <laughs> yes <laughs> but i love it that they just they keep trying to beat them up but people keep thinking they're just cute dogs and they're just like oh these evil dogs i think it's good all right so we so we got the pugnacious pug 
the what did I say? Bellicose Beagle. What other dog breeds are there? The Southpaw Shepherd, um, Poodles, Bulldogs, Retrievers, Belligerous Bull, Belligerent Bulldog. Yeah, yeah, those are some of the ones. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's a whole dog gang that we can. Aw, Amiable Akita. He's the nice one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think, like maybe there's a a Pomeranian in the group, and they're all just like, you don't want to mess with him. What's he? We don't speak his name. And they just always look really cute and nice. Pleasant Pomeranian. He's actually a nice dog. Yeah, he's actually a good dog. Okay. We spent way too long on those. Yeah. <laughs> War dogs. Maybe we might do multiple do- or multiple villain episodes. All right. Uh, Echo, do you want to explain? Yeah. So Echo shows up to save the teen group's bacon because they're fighting robots that can't fight. When you say bacon, you mean their butts. I mean, they're sweet hams, and she's super acrobatic, super strong, and has a sort of semi-armor, and she's had some tech powers, but she's kind of mysterious right now because I haven't gotten her into a second story until soon. Okay. How's this for an idea? Okay. You say the hero name, I'll say the villain name. Okay. Go. Echo. Echo. (laughs) Pretty good, right? Yeah. (laughs) What if... Their name was just Echo Backwards. Oh, gee. <laughs> I don't think that's how you pronounce that. I don't think so either. Oh, she. Osi. Aki. Hmm. This one's kind of hard because I don't know much about them yet. Yeah. When I don't want to give too much yeah, away. Yeah, I know. Um, I got some story ideas for them. There was a, a nymph named Echo with a, like, mythology. What, what if... Uh, I was just reading up about her real quick. What if their villain is uh, American fashion designer, entrepreneur, and artist, Mark Echo, <laughs> founder and chief creative officer of Echo Unlimited? Oh, the like elephant brand or? Go. Yeah, yeah. It's like a rhino. Yeah, it's a rhinoceros yeah, yeah, rhino. and the rhino's already taken as a villain. What about rhino? Rhino. No. Girl. What about Phineas T. Quimby? Isn't that already a thing? It seems like it. Phineas P. Quimby was the father of the New Thought Movement. Oh, already sounds like a villain. Magnetizer, mesmerist, and inventor. From Lived from 1802 to 1866. So I looked up the definition of Echo because I was going to look for a antonym. But then I saw Ghost Shadow as like synonyms. And yeah. then I thought, what about Ghost Hammer? Speaking of ghosts, what about Phineas Quimby? Phineas Quimby himself. (laughs) Ghost of Phineas Quimby. Maybe a ghost, maybe not. He's into a lot of spiritual things. Mesmerist. He's a clockmaker. He's like a mech. He's inhabited as a ghost. Oh. Ghost hammer? Does he have a hammer? Oh, there you go. Marriage are two ideas. Because that's a mesmer thing. Having a ghost hammer is a mesmer thing? I was just joking about Guild Wars 2. (laughs) Oh, uh, okay. Franz Mesmer is actually a German physician. He had magnetic powers. So Phineas Quimby... He did not. ...built a, a clockwork mech and put it in a tomb <laughs> where they were buried. And, and then they come back. Yeah, there's like an urn in there with his ashes. I don't know how if he was buried or what. Something disturbed the grave. The ghost came up and inhabited the mech. Now they're back. And I like it. Echo like hacks into things, 
this is pre-hackable technology. This is all clockwork. So I'm sorry whoever suggested Phineas T. Quimby, Brian Perry. I'm sorry. I took your idea and went real life with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, though. Ghost Mech. And I think I'll call them Ghost Hammer. (laughs) It's fun. I just like that name. Yeah. Okay, what was our next episode? Oh, man, our next story was Reflections. Oh, man, this is Spell Squadron time. Oh, yeah, that should be plenty. Okay. Next up we have, we've got Guardian Garth. So I got one for Guardian Garth, but I think it's pretty good. All right, go ahead. Uh, Wait, explain Guardian Garth briefly. Oh, yeah. So Guardian Garth is an alien from another planet, and he's just a really big dude. He's just super strong, and he's bright red, and I don't remember if we, yeah, I think that's what we always described him as. But um, he was in a hero okay. duo with Hildy the Hunter. And Hildy the Hunter is I would I would say kinda Huntress yeah. is a close analog. Got like bow and arrow gadgets type stuff. Similar to Hawkeye, similar to Batman. So Huntress. The combination yeah. of Batman and Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I had the idea that Guardian Garth maybe starts off in wrestling leagues. So maybe one of his early enemies that becomes a real enemy is baron von kill a heel from the wrestling league who at one point decides to kill garth so he can get a win over him and that's when he becomes a real villain okay yeah yeah oh dang it count smackdown i'm sorry i said baron von kill count smackdown are they not a duo they could be (laughs) i mean let's do let's do the baron for hildy then well I, I think they're both wrestling. Yeah. Or is Baron Von Kill an actual Baron? Maybe he's like a fancy hunting Baron. Ooh, old rich man. He wants to hunt, hunt the most dangerous game. The most game. dangerous game is not human, but it is meta-human. Oh. <laughs> Put a pinky in the corner of his mouth, monocle <laughs> glinting in the in the light of the moon. So he's always hunting Hildy to try to get his... What he considers the big kill. It's like a Dapper Craven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Dapper Craven sounds like a really good name for another villain. Uh, maybe their their duo thing is just these two guys teaming up. But I want to have a clever name for it. Hmm. What was the old English word for hunting party? Troop. <laughs> I mean, just hunting party, apparently. <laughs> apparently that's what you called it i don't know there's probably some good name for them together or do we want to come up with a a villain that is uniquely their duo-ness you know oh yeah like those are good solo villains them together they would face the, the trout I don't know. let me look at my oh, list if they, if they fought the trout then he could eventually team up with count smackdown and baron von kill and it could be a hunting game Ooh. Or the fishing game commission or something really dumb. <laughs> uh, I had this suggestion for a villain. Just throat cut. Oh. He's a pirate. Or what about Skull King? Skull it's like just King, a tra- that's kind of fun. Kind of a traditional Saturday morning cartoons villain. He's got a bunch of little skull henchmen. Skull King? Yeah, that too. It's a fun little prank on the word there. That seems fun. Yeah. These, these, all of these villains aren't necessarily their, uh, their top villain. They are a villain. Yeah. So Spell Squadron. Yeah. Do they have a good overall hero? Dang it. A good overall villain oh, for their group? Oh, they got to. 
Well, they've got their main adversary, it seems, so far. One of their main adversaries is the, what, Cult of Hecate? Yeah. We've explored some of their villains, haven't we? Like, uh, Sid Slaughter and all that? Yeah. So let's get another good one. Do you think maybe, like, a mythological creature might be good? Ooh, what about the Sphinx? Mm. And it's a Sphinx-sized Sphinx. Josh is going to get annoyed with how you say Sphinx. (laughs) Probably. Hey, Josh. Josh. Josh, Josh. I think you said it right there. That whisper made you say oh. it right. <laughs> so Sphinx. Just the Sphinx come alive or a real life version of the Sphinx? I think like a real life version of the Sphinx. One thing I learned from Assassin's Creed Origin Discovery Moon is that there's different Sphinx versions. There's like the oh. ram-headed Sphinx. Like that was just a common thing. Those they, They'd put different animal heads on like a lion body. But oh, the famous, the cool. famous one is the the person-headed one. So I forgot what you said. Like the structure come alive or oh, an I was just animal? Just the big sphinx, just an animal. Okay, that the thing was based on. Yeah, I've been sleeping under the sands of Egypt for all this time, and here I am back to fight Spell Squadron. Finally, I'm released from my black sarcophagi. Rawr. Rawr. Okay. Sounds good to me. I don't really need more than that right now. All right, we got... So the Spell Squadron is a team of magical superheroes. And they've been through, like most teams in comic books, they've been through multiple iterations. But the one we have currently in the world is John Morris, Mirror Master, Lady, formerly Lady Luck, Hawk Inspector, a ghost and hawk duo... (laughs) Clepsomia, uh, how do I describe that one? <laughs> she a has teen girl magician that can go up into her hat and turn some sand timers over and gain powers from them. Yeah, that's pretty good. And Spellbinder, a robot that can do magic. Yeah, through a gem in it in their chest. I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, I was imagining Clepsomia as Egyptian. Oh. So that might tie into the Sphinx stuff, I think. Like, maybe it came out of her hat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole thing. You know what? That sounds pretty good. Do we just want to make that her villain? It can be for the whole team to fight. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, it might also have to double as her villain because I don't know if she's done much solo stuff being a little younger. Yeah. Well, wait. I got an idea. What about... The milliner. It's a hat maker. So it's like an old man that makes her hats. How is that a villain? <laughs> he is collecting all the hats from different people to have them. Well, so he's just wearing like six or seven of them. Maybe he makes those hats. Yeah. He makes magical hats. But he's never seen one that can do that. I must have that hat. So he gets his powers through putting on a lot of different hats instead of going into one hat. Yeah, he he wears several hats at his evil institution. I don't like the name Milliner. <laughs> I mean, there's Hatter, but that's got a very what about specific hat madness? Because it's like the whoa crazy sale here. Okay, I don't like it either. Um, mercury po- poison common from Hatters is ethereism. Okay, what is like? You just call him Team Fortress too, because he's got all the hats. <laughs> 
Gross. Oh. Microtransaction. I'm just going to type into Google a lot of hats. Well, there's a very zany image of a guy wearing a lot of hats. <laughs> there's multiples. Okay. I don't know. Milliner is just not a name that's doing it for me. See, I was saying something like Mr. Milliner or something. And he just like, I don't know, is always very cordial at first. And then he starts fighting her with her different, his different powered hats. Yeah, it's just the the name is just kind of bland to me. Yeah. Is all I'm thinking. Well, I got it. Exasperator. Oh. Millionaire. He's got a million <laughs> hats. Oh, I like it. I, I don't know how you spell it or say it. Million in there. Million. I think the, the problem I have with that pun is the same problem I have with the word milliner. Yeah. It's just kind of like the word itself runs out of steam halfway through itself. So it's hard to portmanteau it. What about haberdasher? Oh, man. I don't know. But I do know that he haberdashes when he's got his yeah. fast hat on. <laughs> the haberdasher. Two words. Is like hat. And what about Cappy? Isn't that the thing from Mario? It is. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, go ahead and post this in the general chat so we oh. could say, while we're talking about these hats, you can check out some of the hats we were looking at on our Discord. This is a quick plug for our Discord mid-episode. I mean, we could do like a simple hat man. It's like almost a, a pun of Batman. I mean, that works. I thought I had something else there, but it, it just left me. What if his store is called Hats, 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 Hats? That's that's his place of business. Or what about we could play with the the Sans, Klepsim, Klepsamia word. Klepsamia. Klepsamia. I like hourglass or... I like hat, hat person. Oh, okay. Ooh, headgear. <laughs> Helmet. That would be like a demon hat guy. <laughs> Milliner is like the best word, but also the worst word. Yeah. I wish milliner was a better word and we'd just use that. I mean, I like haberdasher. He's really fast and he wears a bunch of hats. I just don't want only dashing to be his one thing. He's also very dashing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever it is, we've got it. Hat person. Okay, we've got John Morris, Mirror Master. He can cast spells, but only into a mirror. What if he fights a super gross villain just called the Smudge? The 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 fog just fogs up <laughs> all the mirrors, so the spells work less good. There you go. The smudge, pretty good. Dust bowl. Ooh. Dust bowler. <laughs> He's like Sandman, but he wears a bowler. Oh, I was thinking like a a bowling ball. He like does bowling with dirt. Oh. That's like the breakage factor and the dirt factor are both not good for mirrors. Yeah. Dust bowler. I like it. Sin. They say, fancy a game of 10 pin? Lady. Do we want to get into Lady when we do Lady and Havoc together? Oh, yeah. Let me add a spot for Havoc. Yeah, that, we didn't get into that until the episode 9. Oh. Yeah, we could go ahead and do him here. So Lady was formerly Lady Luck, and she was married to... Captain Havoc, the dad of Captain Havoc Jr. we already discussed. She has luck-based powers that she can channel. Like, she has more general good and bad luck, but she can channel the luck through a wand, right? Yeah. And he 
Do we like he does guns with spell bullets? Yeah, he's like a dual wielding gun spell fighting. gun bullets. And by the time our universe has started, he has died in a previous tragic event. And she just shortened her name to Lady because she wasn't feeling lucky after that. No, I don't. Oh. That was pretty sad. <laughs> that was really sad. Damn. So I feel like she'd be a big card player. It just seems like a gambler. So what if she found someone that had either the same power or the opposite power? But the reason it's like a power thing in this case is they meet gambling and they keep just like perfectly getting each other but can't beat each other. Okay. Like they're playing cards and they both get royal flushes. Stuff like that. Okay. Just like ridiculous things that can't happen. And so they just kind of keep one-upping each other. Okay. What do you think name-wise on that? I put in Gambler, and that brought up a whole lot of different things that were not about gambling. What about Audacity? I mean, that's pretty good. It does sound like a pretty cool. They are audacious. The willingness to take bold risk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rude or disrespectful behavior impudence. I think the name needs a little more than Audacity or Audacious, like something. Audacia. <laughs> Audacia or Audacia is... An Italian word? That makes sense. So like Audacia? Like making a name of it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Havoc Senior. Captain Havoc. Uh, I liked one from the Facebook suggestions. That was just Captain Captain. Captain of Captains. (laughs) Miss Civility. Miss Civility. What do they do? She just like, whereas he causes havoc whenever he shows up, she puts everything back into order, but like super order. Like, she can order things around. Or maybe she calms down yeah. fight. I don't really like that. <laughs> um, Seems very like, man is chaos, woman is order. Yeah, that's the joke I was making. It doesn't seem good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's the reason she's a villain. What about... Mind eraser. I like that one. What about something like the spell bandit? Ooh, what do they do? Steal, steal spells? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a better pun. But dispel bandit? Huh. Dis, dis, dispel auto. Dispel auto. Oh, no. Is that spell that bandit? It is. Desperado. I'm going to type here spell bandit. It's good. Spell bandit. I'm just going to put it off in parentheses. No, don't. For, don't, please. Just for our consideration later. Oh, you mean dispel? Auto. Dispel auto. It's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> and together they fight. Uh... Ronnie Rage, Karate Master, Rad Dude. <laughs> All right, you guys want to hang out after this? Hey, bros. You ready for a karate beatdown? Someone that, like, always wanted to hang out, like, always, like, tried to join them when they were fighting people, and after being rebuffed by them, it's turned <laughs> to a life of crime. That way they can finally fight together oh i've got one here murmur she's a reverse banshee so, it's, so instead of screaming she like sucks in your powers instead of screaming she does something completely unrelated to voice <laughs> that's why she's murmur no i like murmur because it brings up stuff like silence a common spell to stop people from casting spells in rpgs yeah and Stuff like that, but just that. Well, instead of screaming, she does the opposite of that, which is 
suck in people's spells. <laughs> we just... all we all know, like you use your outside voice when you're outside, and inside you suck in people's spells. <laughs> use your sucking people's spells voice. No, I like murmur. That's pretty good. Well, we all know what that sound means. It means these boys have run out of time. So I'm going to let them do the outro that they recorded. And the rest of their villain building material is going to be saved for next week. Leave you on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Who is going to be the villains for the rest of the Spell Squadron? You'll have to tune in next week to find out. We're going to stop here. We have a lot since we're treating it kind of also as a recap. Yeah, it's got you up to episode four. Uh, we've <laughs> touched on like episode nine and episode eight. Oh, nine. Or episode ten or something. I don't know. We touched on the Spell Squadron episode. We touched on the Quake episode. Yeah, that's true. We did a whole Spell Squadron yeah. world build. And... Although we have different characters in that one that we need to come back to. But anyways. Yeah. Daniel, you know what? All these villains is making me scared. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Well, you know what else makes me scared? What's that? But also, what's scary, or kind of not scary sometimes, Spoop Hour. Ah, it scared me just now. It's a paranormal podcast for all things spoopy, creppy, goofy, and doofy. <laughs> they uh, review scary or spoopy things, and it's a more or less a comedy podcast. So they, they talk about different scary things and joke about them and whatever and i have really enjoyed what i've listened to so far to describe it at all here is a promo for that podcast hey sasha hey courtney where can you get hot takes about ghosts cryptids farts and cats i don't know where on our podcast spoop hour oh that's right each week we talk about the things that spook us out and we laugh through our fear you can find us on twitter and instagram at spoop hour and you can listen to our podcast on itunes podbean or really anywhere else that you get your podcasts Feel free to also drop us a line at spoophour at gmail.com. We want to hear about your ghosts. Thanks. <laughs> Spooky. But but another thing I listened to, uh, completely unrelated to spoopiness, <laughs> is another movie podcast, because apparently I'm into movie podcasts with that and sequel rights and was the other one, uh, The Bargain Den, wasn't two pods a day, but another movie podcast I listened to recently. But their feminist critique. Two women uh, review movies, and they they do a bunch of those uh, like feminist tests at the end of their review to see if it passes those, and it's critiquing it through a feminist lens. So it gives me another angle to view movies through. They just recently had like an anime month that uh, I have a few of those queued up to listen to, and I believe they're going to get me a promo for their show. And we're going to put it in right here. Hey, guys, I'm Ajlene. And I'm Gracie. And we're from a podcast called The Feminist Critique. Now, I know what you're thinking. Feminism. Oh, they're the worst. All they do is hate on men. And it's true. We do. Um, No, we actually don't. What we do is uh, we review movies and we put them at uh, both the feminist and inclusive tests. And just because a movie doesn't pass the test doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I mean, Casablanca doesn't pass any of them, and it's amazing. And there's plenty of movies out there that do pass the test, and they're, well, 
subpar. So come along, listen to us as uh, we discuss movies, make some jokes, and put these movies to the test. And then we also ask the most important question, is it good? So be sure to check us out on iTunes and Google Play. Now you can react to it like you just heard it. Ooh, that sounds good. It was. How did we find those podcasts, Daniel? Those new podcasts to listen to? We found them through hashtag two pods a day. Every day for the month of July, they're bringing you two podcasts to listen to with their suggestions. Yeah, I found quite a few good podcasts to listen to through there. Yeah. Not everything strikes my fancy, but it's a good way to get a lot of suggestions. And they've got little blurbs about each podcast, so you can kind of know. Ooh, I might like that one. Ooh, this is an audio drama. That sounds good. Ooh, this one talks about music. I love music. And you know, I found a lot more podcasts through that than I wouldn't have even tried, like if I just was going through Spotify. Yeah. But on there, I'd actually give it a try, and I found the travel podcast I really liked. And I don't listen to travel podcasts at all. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I occasionally look at the like new and noteworthy on my podcast app, and that, that gives you like some big... Big name podcasts like whenever S Town came out, that's on there. Whatever the newest political podcast that's getting everyone's gullet. is that a phrase? Uh, that's that, make it a that's thing. on there. The newest Gimlet podcast is on there. You got all the big name networks on there, but you won't find those those indie podcasts unless they become a breakout hit. And by then, it's too late, and you've already missed the bandwagon, and you're not gonna be cool if you haven't listened to all these indie podcasts before they. Make it big. You are already behind. I hate that. <laughs> but yeah, go check out Two Pods a Day and get yourself two indie pods a day. We'll be on there at some point. Daniel, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter, at Gware, and also over at Calculating Normals on WordPress. Where can they find you, Quentin? Most of the time, about five miles south of my house, where I'm at work, Monday through Friday, oh. 9 to 5 all right, guys, take this down because you're going to need this. All right, you're going to go to this office building. Nine pieces due west. <laughs> Eleven streets due south. <laughs> or at Quentin Pongratz on the internet. Or in our Discord. The Citadel Command. Or you can find us on WordPress, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We got links to all of them. Uh, Daniel just started posting on our Instagram. Yeah, by accident, but I, I liked it now. So We've also got like a... <laughs> Some behind-the-scenes pictures of when we record in person that we should put on there. Oh, yeah. I got to send you mine, I guess. Did I send you them? I just sent you some at some point. Yeah, I think so. I should take a gross selfie of what I look like right now. No. It's so hot. Okay, uh, let's wrap this up then. The song was Free Harmonics by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. You can find links to that in the show notes or on freemusicarchive.com? Or is it .org? .org. .org. And it's used under its Creative Commons license. Our show album art thing is done by Lisa Prather. You can find her at lisapratherart.com or on Instagram at lisapratherart. And hopefully she'll be on the show at some point. We need to schedule her for the show. That'll be fun to have her on as a guest. And yeah. I believe that is it. Um, I forgot one thing Goodbye that I had before the show. No, wait. Come back. One more hero for Quake. Just think about it. One Just more hero. Don't. One more villain. Goodness gracious. Man cave. He's a cave with the powers of a man. Okay. All right. All right. That was my last bit. Okay. <laughs>
Goodbye. Bye. It will never be right. You can call me Queen Bee. I don't remember the last rest of the No, it's a little something, lost the rest. Something ain't for us. <laughs> we'll never be rulers. Rulers. You can call me Queen Bee. I think is where that line goes. <laughs> Instead of where I said it first. Because baby, Ja Rule. I mean, the, the something fantasy. <laughs>